0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of the Dreamcast, a podcast created by the students of the Otis Music Camp in Macon, Georgia. Each episode of the Dreamcast will feature stories and conversations with exceptional artists from our hometown of Macon, Georgia and around the world. In Episode 9, we spoke with another of the newest members of the Board of Directors for the Otis Reading Foundation. Stacey Timothy. Miss Timothy talks with us about her introduction to the Otis Redding Foundation through her son, one of our very own podcast journalists, Chris Timothy, and his participation in the Otis Music Camp. We hear about Miss Timothy's passion for community and her grounding principles, including faith, connection, and service. Also in this episode, we highlight two of our graduating seniors, Malaika Alilah, and Chris Timothy. Learn a bit about them, how the Odor Spreading Foundation has been impactful for them, and what lies ahead for them.
1: Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Um, if you wouldn't mind just telling the audience um, who you are and what you do, and we can get started.
2: Hello, everyone. I am a little nervous. i um, never been interviewed before, I don't think. Not, not that I remember um, Especially by my son and his best friend And other people that um, I've known And at least seen faces and names The last couple of years So um, my name is Stacey Timothy My day job is I am an accountant And CFO of a local um, manufacturing company And I've, I've been there for going on 14 years. I'm married. I have a wonderful son. Me and my husband have been together since high school. We met in the eighth grade. We were high school sweethearts. I guess we couldn't shake each other.
1: Well, I know how um, we got involved with the foundation. Um, Obviously, you got involved through me starting at the the Otis Music Camp. But um, why don't you tell the story about how we even came across the camp? Because, you know, it wasn't even something that we looked for.
2: No, Um, finding the camp was by pure coincidence. I am a big believer of when school is out, you still have to keep your brain active through the summer. So I never allowed Christopher to just sit at home for two months, sleep late, eat, play video games, never. So every summer I had him in some sort of camp, started out being academic based and then I found the Mercer camps, Minecraft, and robotics and we've pretty much went through all of the camps to the point where it was all right well it's time to just start repeating these camps now there were no other options and it kind of coincided with Chris deciding to join band believe it was the fifth grade um started playing the saxophone so I started looking for music camps. I thought, well, if this is something that he's serious about and that he actually wants to do, maybe it's time to switch gears or not, why go to a Minecraft camp if he can go to some sort of music camp. I had no idea if they even had that here in Macon, um, doing some searches. I don't think it was long before I came across the Otis Reading um, music camp. And I thought it was something new. I thought I had stumbled onto something that had just started. And and then the more I read, I realized it had been going on for years. So yeah, it, it happened by pure pure accident. And I don't even know if I had a conversation with Chris to even ask him if he wanted to go because I never really involved him in the camp. Because <laughs> if given the option, he probably would say no, and then he's going to have to go anyways. So um, I'm pretty sure I signed him up and then told him that he was going to a music camp and it all kind of started from there. I mean, we dropped him off to camp and when I knew we had found something special and he probably doesn't even remember, but it was after the first the first camp ended and they had the finale and he was devastated that the camp was over. That the two weeks had ended and that everybody that he had just met and his new best friends that he wasn't going to be seeing anymore. And I think that's when I knew that. Yep. This is it. This is what he's going to be doing every summer for as long as they have the camp. I'm going to make sure that he is in it Um, and it has just it has been an amazing experience.
1: All facts, because I remember after the first year, um, I don't remember where we went to eat, but it was right there on Mercer's campus. So it was right around the corner from where we were having the camp. And I remember just crying in the middle of the restaurant. I
2: wasn't gonna tell your business. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that you cried. I well, said you were you brought were it sad. up, so now
1: I have, to, <laughs> I, I have to explain because people don't understand. <laughs> I was so attached to the camp. And there was no conversation. I remember it was brought up to me. And I wanted to do Minecraft camp again because uh, Minecraft computers is what I do um, in my free time. And she was like, no, I'm going to go to this music camp. And I didn't really want to do it because I didn't know what it was. But it, day one, it was something that I mean, I've stuck with literally up until right now. And it was definitely an amazing experience.
2: I think it's what gave me, like, my head start in the uh, music industry. Like, I wanted to, like, actually get into music. Because, like, me and you had first joined a band in, like, middle school. And so we were, like, just playing saxophone. And then you told me about the camp. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. And so when I went, like, it just, like, it made me want to just get into the music. And, like, now I'm, like, trying to, like, really get into making music and everything. And it really got me, like it's got a fire under my butt trying to get me to just like to start you know working hard in the music industry and everything yeah for sure there was I think maybe year three again I knew how serious Christopher took it when he gave up a summer vacation to New York so that he can go to music camp um, that I'm like are you're not going to come to New York with us this is New York we're going (laughs) um but it was right smack in the middle of camp and he did not he did not want to miss out on camp
1: and can I ask how did you how did you go from being you know a parent and you know this this is a great story but how did you go from that to being a board member how did you get to be involved with the foundation
2: so being a board member never really crossed my mind um obviously initially or even I would say until maybe like a year ago and it is because of the level of involvement that Chris has become with the foundation. So they're they're like a second family to him. They're, I I see the positive influence that being a part of the Otis, um, I think y'all call the Otis family or the Reading family um, has been on his life and He's just a different teenager, he's just so focused and his love for music, and it has brought back his love for reading and writing, which is one of the things that had gotten pushed to the side along you know, the teenage years, and that has come back, and it's all part of being involved in Otis. The last year or so, I started thinking about how can I have a an effect on the foundation, not just having a kid in the program. And no offense to you, Christopher, but I'm not doing this for Christopher, right? Because if this was for Christopher, I would have looked into being a board member five, six, seven years ago when he joined. So it's not about that. I, like I said, I have seen firsthand the impact that it has played on his life and I want to be a part of that, even if it's in some small way for another kid and another family. Being behind the scenes is where that happens. You know, coming up with the programs and making the decisions of where the camp is going and what the foundation is doing, that all happens behind the scenes. So I have enjoyed previous board members, you know, awesome decisions, seeing it through my kid, and now I want to have that um, that experience and that impact on someone else's life.
3: From this position, having these, these varying perspectives, right, as a mom getting to see your child transform and now being on the board and getting that behind-the-scenes insight into what it takes for the foundation to do what it does, i'm curious what are some of the things that you would like to see the foundation do in the future
2: i've been asked that question already (laughs) and um honestly it's not some long drawn out plan it's really as simple as i would love for the otis reading foundation to be a household name currently there are people in our community that a have never heard of Otis writing I mean shocker I I don't even know how that's possible um two that much less there's a found that his foundation is right here in Macon Georgia and that three his family is right here in the area so his music and his legacy is such a big part of a not only the music community but the African-American community and they're the the younger generation or even the generation before him they don't even know who he is much less the foundation so starting small starting in macon first making sure that macon even knows about it and yes i know people know about it but i have personally spoken to people right here in macon that have never heard an otis song don't know who he is don't know that there's even a foundation here in macon um, which is which is sad. <laughs> so on a on a very basic level, that is what that is my hope for the Otis Writing Foundation is that it becomes a household name because there's it provides such a benefit to young kids and the community that it everybody needs to know who they are.
4: As a camper and just being like a part of the Otis Redding family we're always taught to like embody some part of Otis Redding through everything that we do regardless if it's at camp or representing Otis Redding or just whenever so what part of Otis Redding's legacy do you hope to embody
2: um so I grew up listening to a lot of old music right so I am a old soul at heart um there's a lot New music? Don't talk to me about new music. I don't. I don't know most of it. I don't know. Um, music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. That that's what I listen to 90% of the times. So Otis Redding and his music has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Whether I knew anything. Specifically about who he is when I was younger Um, I at least knew his music and music to me It's everybody should have a soundtrack to their life I say that all the time Chris listens to Music all the time and I tell him you know you have a soundtrack for everything Um, And music has always been that thing in my life that whether you're sad you're happy um, You're going through something there's always a song that you can put on that will will either help you or just let you wallow just a little bit so again just on a basic level with music I love Otis Redding's music what his favorite song of mine is White Christmas because I absolutely love Christmas it is my favorite time of year Chris will tell you so that song even to this day it's on my Christmas playlist and when I hear it, it just takes me back to childhood years and just all of the memories of Christmas. Um, And I try to pass that down to Christopher, that is definitely one of the songs that contribute to my Christmas spirit and my sharing that Christmas joy with anybody that's around me. Oh, this writing influences me on an on a yearly basis really and i've actually never even thought about that until your question right now um that that song does something to me you know
1: i think you've talked a lot about about the foundation i think you've given a pretty good idea of um you know your role in it and what you want to see but of course i i know you a little better and i know other things that you do and i don't want you to sell yourself short on this interview um Could you tell the people a little bit about your work with the Red Cross?
2: Um, So I became a board member of Red Cross last year, early last year, I believe it was February. So I got one good month in and then, you know, the world came to an end with COVID. So it's kind of halted a lot of what I wanted to do with American Red Cross but as we all know, life is going back to some form of norm Normality now um, So we're getting reconnected and re you know, reengaged with American Red Cross And I am the chair of the diversity and inclusion Committee with American Red Cross So with everything that's going on in the world with racial divide um and racial inequalities it's it's a perfect time for me to be in this role because it affords me the opportunity to make some real change in our community and i'm very excited about that um not sure what that looks like yet because i am new in the role so i'm kind of feeling my way around but i have a lot of good people that um that are on board to help me make this committee the best that it can be for the next three years, so that that's definitely something
3: that I'm that I'm looking forward to right now. For this being your first interview, uh, it's very natural, such an yeah. easy flow. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate so much you joining us um, and talking a little bit about what you're doing with the foundation, also with the Red Cross. Um, it sounds like service is just kind of an ingrained part of your being. And so, um, you know, the community of making benefits and, you know, the, the wider world benefits. And we have certainly benefited from um, the the fruits of your labor with this fine gentleman, uh, Christopher Th- Timothy. So we appreciate you for that as well.
2: I hope some of it is rubbing off on him. Um service service for sure has always has always been in, in my nature um, you know, my my dad was a pastor growing up so I grew up in the church um, so that has always been ingrained in me that you you help you help your neighbor and you treat others the way you want to be treated so it, it's very difficult to just sit back and watch things happen at times um, there's always something even on a small scale that you can do.
4: As we near the end of our school year, we will be profiling a number of Otis Music Camp students who are about to graduate in 2021 and embark on their lives journey. This week we are profiling Dreamcast Correspondents Malika Allah and Chris Timothy. We wish them all the best and we can't wait to see the great work they will do in the years ahead. My name is Malika Allilaw and I am a graduate of Georgia Connections Academy. I first joined the Otis Music Camp in 2014. My mom, Miss Jamie, is a camp counselor and she started the year before I did. She absolutely loved it and wanted to bring me in because I've always loved her songwriting and she thought I would enjoy it.
1: My name is Christopher Timothy and I'm a class of 2021 graduate of Howard High School. I first joined the Otis Music Camp in 2017 and honestly I wasn't the first one who found it, it was my mom. But what kept bringing me back was the sense of community and the way that music was approached. It was something that I had never experienced before. Uh, it was so different from the way you know traditionally and classically that music is taught in schools it was independent and it was creative and expressive and it was everything that i was looking for in music that i couldn't have found somewhere else as a camper i've learned so much but more specifically the entirety of the music process from brainstorming to creating to producing to protecting to distributing and promoting and advertising all of it was broken down for me through this camp and it was done so in a way that i retained it and i've been able to use what i've learned to do the things that i love
4: as a camper i have learned about the different jobs in the music industry besides just the performer my favorite part of camp is the friday of the first week when we have a cookout and listen to good music Because of my time at the Otis Music Camp, I have thought more seriously about having a job in the music industry, like a songwriter or a producer.
1: My favorite part of the camp though has been the community and the people. Um, The coaches and the campers and the directors and everyone who's in charge and the guest speakers, the way everyone worked together and continues to work together every single year has been groundbreaking for me. It's been eye-opening and it's shown me the the beauty of the music industry and that's something that is irreplaceable it's priceless because of my time at the camp i've been able to brand myself as an artist a poet um, a saxophonist an activist a speaker a writer uh, by the name of prophecy and it's gotten to the point where i'm now able to own a clothing brand and i design my own merchandise and i'm able to sell to supporters who found me through my music, music that I learned to create through this camp. And it's, it's hard to put into words what I learned and how much it means to me and how much value it's added to my craft and to my life. Because to be honest, I may not have ever reached this point how I reached it, if it wasn't for the camp and for the foundation
4: this fall i will be going to the new school in new york majoring in journalism what i will miss most about being a camper at the otis music camp is all the great guest speakers and the amazing coaches the word of guidance i leave for incoming students who will join the otis music camp is to have a clear vision and express your wants for your songs while also taking creative advice
1: this fall I will be attending the howard university in washington dc studying economics at this college of arts and sciences what i miss most and what i'm gonna miss most is gonna be the people you know the coaches and everyone who's been with me on this journey and has helped me cultivate everything that i've been able to produce is it's more it's more than words it's more than feelings it's it's a family and that that's a family that i'm gonna miss but it's also a family that i'm gonna be blessed enough to be able to stay in contact with and come back and visit and come back and collaborate with because that's the kind of atmosphere that the camp created the word of guidance i would leave for the incoming students is have fun Have fun, do what you love and also find other things that you love while you're there that you didn't know that you loved. Think out of the box, perform out of the box and be happy, have fun and enjoy the time while you're there. And I promise you, you will want to come back next year. So give it your all, you've got it, trust yourself.
4: Thank you for listening to season two, episode nine of the Dreamcast with Stacey Timothy and a special profile of two graduating seniors of the class of 2021, Malika Ali Law and Chris Timothy. The Otis Reading Foundation would like to thank the following people and organizations for their continuous support. The Otis Reading Estate, the Otis Reading Foundation, the Knight Foundation, Georgia Council for the Arts, the Community Foundation of Central Georgia, and the United Way of Central Georgia.
1: The Dreamcast is produced by Jamie Alilal and Matt Miller, with student journalists Christopher Timothy, Jocelyn Rowley, Malaika Alilal, and Hayden Nichols.
4: Our theme music was composed and performed by Zach Wilson. This episode also featured music by the great Otis Redding. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review whenever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for more episodes of The Dreamcast.